Hi guys and welcome back to another In The Headlights podcast. Firstly, thank you so much to everyone that has been commenting, listening, slash watching all of the previous ones we've done. Um, the feedback has been amazing. I mean, we've been talking yep. to rally drivers, we've been talking to the pigeon that is Archie Hamilton. We had an amazing in-depth chat with Paul Wallace, which the I pigeon. thought was so good. <laughs> <laughs> the pigeon. <laughs> the pigeon. I know he hates me calling that, but that's his name. That's yep. his nickname, so there we are. Um, today, we're in quite an amazing venue. Uh, this is the first time, weirdly, I've ever been to the NEC, I think. Really? Well, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been here before, especially for the Autosport show, but we are at the Autosport show. Yep, which is why it's quite noisy. It is quite noisy, yeah. yeah so you, you might, might hear V8 engines in the background. Yeah, and there's some kind of arena going on and things spinning and stuff over there. But we are here today to talk to this man here, a fellow shiny head, which I'm quite happy about, I must say. Right-head Fred. He is a bit right-head Fred. He's just slightly got more of a tan than you have, Tim. Yeah, well. And I've been tipping on holiday as well. I know you have. I know, ridiculous. I don't tan. It's one of those things. But yeah, we are here to talk to this man, which is Simon Dern from Or Urban Auburn. Auburn? Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard Urban. thing to say. I thought about that after I named the company. Ah, nice. Yes. Urban Automotive. Just Who? say Urban. It's easier. Urban. There you go. <laughs> We're here with Urban. Simon. There we go. Now, and, si yeah. Simon's the big boss. He the is. The big, big boss. Yeah, I, it, I, I, I do owner, try. MD, creator, designer. <laughs> all of those things. Jack all of all trades. Dream maker. Yeah. Master of all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be polite here. <laughs> Stress head at the minute. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Because you have got... Some serious stuff here at the show. Yeah, we brought three cars to the show. Um, our normal flagship car, which is the SVR. Big fan. Um, we've got the Bentayga, which we launched last year, and the new G-Wagon, which launched just, just at the show now. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to these rather special cars in a bit, won't we? But uh, we, we want to just start out with Urban itself. Now, the, you, you look around this place, and you've got these incredible cars here. This massive stand at the Autosport show. You've only been around, what, four or five years? Uh, yeah, four and a half years, yeah. Uh, we started four and a half years ago. We started working on the Defender straight away. The plan was just to sell a few cars, have a nice, easy life, and <laughs> suddenly we grabbed a Defender, put a few parts on it, spotted a little bit of a gap in the market, and then after the Defender, uh, it was going into production. So we thought to ourselves, we don't really have a business. So we then designed a kit for the Range Rover Sport the Sport led on to the Vogue the Vogue led on to the Disco the Disco led on to the Valar and kind of the rest is history we're about nine cars in now have you always been a fan of cars and Range Rovers and always kind of been, always been a fan um, before I set up Urban I just lost lots of money on cars like most car fanatics you know <laughs> yeah. buy, haven't we all <laughs> buy, buy three or four cars a year lose lots of money each time so I thought it was my turn to get get something back from the from the car market um yeah, so obviously doing this, you know, it's completely different to what I did before, but it's been quite successful. What did you do before? Um, IT. Okay, so you did IT yeah, and now yeah, you're working yeah. in cars? Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> slight, <laughs> slight jump, I suppose, into yeah. something different. So cars are obviously quite a big passion for you. Yep. And some of you thought, well, if I guess if I can make this part of my life, it'd be amazing. As you say, earn a few quid from doing something yeah, that you enjoy. Uh, the, the initial thought was basically, when I used to buy cars from dealers, I, I didn't really get what I wanted. You know, you go into a dealer and there, there'll be a limited set of options. And it was always the, the flagship things that you wanted to do were obviously, really, even though they were individual, they were quite restrictive. So if you went into a dealer and said, I want it with, you know, in a particular color paint, you'd have to wait an extra six to eight months. You couldn't order specific options. And you were still, you know, there was still a call for someone that did aftermarket products that were quite accessible quite quickly. You know, with the the main manufacturers, you know, each manufacturer's got their own division, like Land Rover got SVO, BMW mm -hmm. got individual, et cetera, et cetera. But we can obviously make and manufacture something quite quickly and change 
a product, you know, on a, on a penny. You know, the G wagon come out three months ago, and we've already bought our kit out for it, and you know, changed it completely. So, mm. I think it's our our ability to react to the market that has made it so successful so quickly. You know. And it was uh, which car was the first car you worked on? Defender. Defender yeah. So when you, did you have already kind of a vision in your head of what you wanted the Urban Defender to look like? Yeah, I mean, at the time, obviously we had no investment to put money into tooling and making our own products. So I picked an array of parts that are available off the shelf. And as with any modification, you can see people get it right or wrong. You know, some people can put parts together and it be a complete hash of parts, and it, it can't. Go, you know, so I, I carefully pick parts. And we used to buy parts off the shelf, modify the cars, and we um, our business model was always to sell whole cars and not just sell parts off the shelf to people. So when we put that together, it was quite a success. We we got a, a good agreement with Land Rover, so we we sold around 250 Defenders in the last two years of production. So we was producing quite a lot of Defenders. That the, the the look of our city sort of based Defender was quite popular during the run out. Mm. Uh, but obviously when that went end of life we had to we had to diversify because we wouldn't have had a business so. yeah and i guess that's one thing that you had to do then because the defender is effectively just it's you can't do much visually in terms of new parts on it in terms no, of you can't, you know, no. you've got the grill and all this kind of stuff going to the range Rover sport was obviously quite a big step uh, a huge step yeah it was it was quite obviously with the defender as we edged towards the end of production we made our own grills we made our own bumpers and our lights and that was just us tinkering to start off with with manufacturing um but when we moved to the range rover sport obviously replacement bumpers are a, a whole different kettle of fish a yeah. huge you know huge challenge we made some mistakes you know expensive mistakes and when we partnered with um streamline carbon which is the, the company that we merged with to make our manufacturing division obviously we were working with experts that you know, a quite, quite good with that sort of thing. So we, we had the, the backing of someone that had the knowledge to make it correct mm. after making all of the mistakes. At, um, yeah. at what point in your kind of the, the beginning of Urban did you think, oh, this is more than just a bit of a hobby that I wanted to, to make a, a few quid out of? Was there a, a, a kind of a defining moment that went, oh, God, lots of people want our product. This yeah, is great. I mean, it was it's quite humbling when the, the way it's changed from from the beginning you know at first i was a little bit reluctant to sort of put urban on the bonnet because you know urban's got this you know like sort of street sort of hip-hop urban vibe mm -hmm. which was not what it was about it was about urbanizing a, a four by four you know that historically is in modern farmland to people driving it around the city because it it looks cool in the city and that was where ur urban urbanization urban truck came from but at first, I was quite reluctant to sort of splatter the name over over the bonnet. And after speaking to a few people, it, it soon became apparent that people actually wanted to buy our cars and not just a car that was modified. It was an urban car and not just a modified Range Rover. Mm. So it was at that point where you think, ah, I've actually done, I've, I've done a good job here. You know, we've started to make some traction. And then we sort of planned our ethos and it was to make a OEM car, OEM plus, you know, yeah individual bespoke but not too garish that people go oh you know they've made a mess of that car that was always what i was trying to steer away from always yeah. wanted to make it i mean that, you know that, look desirable rather than ghastly exactly i mean that's one thing i i mean i i'm a big i'm a bit of a, bit of a fanboy myself I, I love the svr that you do yeah i mean that's 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 that our look, best-selling car yeah the, the look of it i mean it's it's broadly the same kit you put on the svr as it is on the on the other yeah it's the same it's on the, the lower down models as yeah, well it's isn't the, it it's the it's the same bumpers obviously the yeah. fitting is the same there's some slight adjustments to exhaust and things like that, mm -hmm. but for all intended purposes, that 
the, the kit is the same for the Sport and the SVR, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the phrase, isn't it? OEM Plus. Yeah. yeah. It, it does look like it could have, it, that could've could have come, come out, out of SVO. Yeah. yeah. And it looks better than the standard SVR. You know, with the carbon and those bits and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's the that idea. Great. Somewhere in the somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, we we know that we've got you know a a relatively small market, large market for us, but small market in terms of the numbers that Land Rover do, hmm. and that's we don't intend on you know getting bigger than that. We build around 250 cars a year. Okay. We've diversified into other brands because we didn't want to almost have all of our eggs in one basket with one with one manufacturer. You know. There's great companies like Overfinch who have just stayed with, with Range Rover and we didn't want to, you know, follow in their footsteps by staying the same. So we wanted to diversify into other models. Mm. Whether we'll move into, you know, lower, you know, we, we tend to focus on high-end products, whether we'll move to more sort of commercially, you know, utility-based products. Yeah, you're I'm thinking, not sure are, we think, are we thinking Jimny? Um, <laughs> I, I mean... That's, for, there's a big fan for, of the Jimny over there. He wants yeah, one. For, for number, yeah, for I think it'll be great, but... The, You've got to watch it with cert with certain price points. You know, with, when you've got an eighteen grand car, you can't add ten grand onto it because maybe you can, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. But you know, yeah. you, you've got to have a point where it's still fundable. You, people can still lease it, and it doesn't double the price. You know, because yeah, everything's still can't... got a residual value. You know, you, you tend to get maybe half of the money back from the modifications you put on in your residual value. So if you add thirty k onto a car. You'll, you'll potentially only re, you know, return 10 to 15 grand after three years time which is expected it would be exactly the same with manufacturer options as well yeah. so was it quite a big choice for you guys to go from taking kind of bespoke parts or not bespoke but taking parts off the shelf from kind of manufacturers that were making carbon products for these cars and putting together your own package to actually designing then your own kit yeah um that, that's the hardest bit when when you design something I mean, we've made mistakes where it looks great on the screen. It looks great in rotation where you're rotating it in CAD. You'll spend £50,000 on cutting a pattern for a front bumper. You'll put it on the car and it sits one inch too low. And you're like, <laughs> and you've got to start again. We made, 50 grand yeah. mistake, we made some yeah. horrendous mistakes with the Velar, which were hugely costly. Oh, yeah. And we ended up scrapping the whole lot and redoing it again. And then after that, we now do everything in VR. So we'll basically, we'll get the CAD into VR and we'll walk around the car, we'll lie on the floor, lie underneath the car, and we'll check lines, we'll check arches, we'll check offsets on wheels. You know, so when so, you say VR, what you actually kind of yeah, put yeah, goggles so, on yeah, so and we, yeah. physically see yeah, the car so in front of We'll you. see our car in virtual reality before we go to, to pattern now. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's a safeguard, you know, it costs yeah. us a thousand pounds a session to do, but that thousand pounds, would you know it would have saved us 120,000 pounds on the Velar so you, you realize how how many mistakes you can make if you if you don't do these checks but you've got you've got to make the mistakes to, to get it right so. yeah and I mean you're, you're you're doing effectively you're just doing what what Jaguar do you're doing what Land Rover do you do you, you go you're doing the the OEM process there I mean I, I, I guess I'm, a, so, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an automotive design engineer that's what I did previously yeah so it's, it's that, this whole thing I worked in CAD myself and it so I, you know I, you can I, make mistakes oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I cost I cost uh, New Holland about. Should you be admitting to something here? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. About, Clip this bit here. About, yeah. about one hundred and fifty thousand pounds on a, uh, a front support for one of their tractors. Optimized it for weight loss, and it. it and that's why snapped. Tim doesn't work oh. for them anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not. But uh, what well, it snapped, but because the uh, the the, the uh, optimization software I was using um, was set up incorrectly. Ah. Brilliant. Thanks to me. Sorry, but you, that's, um, a, that's irrelevant. That's a different story. <laughs> Sorry, do, do, do the company, the car companies, ever um, uh, not like what you're doing to their? I, I guess to, their to a product? certain extent. Obviously, uh, the, the 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 dealers that we buy our cars from, obviously, 
They, they want to sell us cars like any, like any dealer to any customer. I, I guess the manufacturer, whilst we try and respect the manufacturer and the lines and their design and what we do, there must be an element that obviously they have their own divisions and I guess the size of them, they're like oil tankers and they move slowly. We're like a small speedboat. So it must be, it, I appreciate it must be frustrating for some departments of some manufacturers. I choose my words carefully <laughs> because I, I don't <laughs> well, want to I say just, anything derogatory because yeah, of course. You know, we have to be respectful of the companies that we buy cars yeah. from. But I was the, just thinking mainly because say, um, you know, Range Rover have got, they've got their brand, they've got their brand image and then yeah. you guys come along and kind of create something that people are, are wanting. I wonder whether or not they say, oh God, should we be doing that? Should we be letting these guys do that? I mean, is there anything to stop you guys from um, from modifying cars? I guess not. I, I, I guess that, that, you know, at any point they could say, right, we're not going to sell any more cars to these guys. Right. You know, there's there's probably maybe four or five modifiers in the UK. And I guess the spend, the, our vehicle spend is probably 60 million pounds upwards a year. Wow. So it does, it does generate some revenue for them, whether that revenue is valued or unvalued you'd hope you know, so I, I would yeah. i would hope so and we try to you know bat with a straight bat we try to do everything you know by the book you know we advertise as we're supposed to you know we and we build cars uk made you know with with integrity and quality so i'd like to think that if i could sit down and have a you know a cup of coffee with one of the guys in any one of those departments it could be a positive conversation rather than a, a negative conversation you know yeah i mean yeah, you're, you're going you're not making shoddy back of the back of a no, shop right, yeah, kits. I yeah. mean these are uh, people don't realize that they're, they're carbon fiber. Yeah, everything the, the, the we make whole, is carbon they fiber. They see that yeah. they see all the grills are carbon, but yeah. the whole bumper is carbon. The whole bumper's you know? carbon and that's that's the same. And it's all, all made in the UK. All in the Big UK. Fan of that. Yeah. Big fan of that. All all in the UK. Uh we've got fifty members of staff now, uh twenty two in manufacturing, the rest across the you know fitting install and sales and marketing staff. When you but first started how many members of staff other than you two. It literally just two. Yeah, of four you. years ago, four and a half years ago, there was two of us, and the plan, like I say, the plan was after doing twenty years in IT, it was just to have a nice, easy business, sell a few cars, <laughs> play a bit of golf, and that went completely out the window. And I can see you've lost all your hair. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. No, no, that was before. That was that yeah. was way before that. Yeah. Right, that was the IT yeah, that did that yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now here you are fitting out this ginormous new production facility. With yes, like a yeah. coffee shop and a yeah, so merch we're, room and we're all just, that kind of stuff. We're just about to move into um, 30, after we put the new floors in, 36,000 square foot. So you're in Milton Keynes wow. at the moment, yeah. about five minutes. Tim and I have obviously yeah. been and seen you guys quite a few times. You're about five, ten minutes drive from the train station in Milton That's Keynes. That's it, yeah. yeah. Where, where's your new facility? So new facility is about a mile around the corner. It's oh, the right. ex-Coca-Cola facility. Um, so it's quite a big, you know, big sizable building. Uh, and we've changed that so... We'll have a lot more on site. Our stores will be on site. Uh, we'll, we're installing seven ramps. So it'll be a clinical fitting facility where people can come and see their car being built. So, you know, they can call in at any time. We've always got an open door to customers. It's not like, you know, you can't turn up until your car's finished. They can come, see the bumpers being put on, have a cup of coffee. Um, we'll have a showroom there for, you know, some of the finished cars that, that we get to produce. Although most cars are normally sold before they, they, they get completed. Um, yeah, extra facilities. It's hopefully going to have a wrapping bay, PPF, um, car detailing and finishing, so paint correction. Nice. So it will be, you know, a, a one-stop shop. And when do you hope to be in there? Um, it was supposed to be in three weeks' time, but we're having a few broadband problems at the moment. A few so. broadband problems? Yeah, yeah, Coming from the IT background, I, I thought you'd be all over that. No, BT-based problems. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Uh -huh. So hopefully, uh, uh, maybe we'll move production 
and installation in, in maybe three or four weeks time and then then the people that need comms and sales will, will move in maybe three or four weeks later. So. With, um, wow. with the kits that you guys now obviously design and create yourself, how long is that process? So for instance, the G-Wagon that sat behind us, if you're listening to this, um, uh, it, it's incredible and just go onto Urban's website, I'm sure you'll see lots of pictures on their social media as well. How long does that take? So you get the G-Wagon in, yeah. do, do you have physically have to have the car yeah, first? Yeah, so, so we have to have the car, so we, we got, when did we get the first car, Sam? First G-Wagon? Three months ago? Yeah, so three months ago, we, we, you know, we always speak with the dealer and try and get an early car. Yeah. So we'll get a car, we'll strip it down, we'll scan the car um, inside and out, so you get the A side and the B surface. So when you say scan, that is physically like with yeah. A, a, yeah, so an a, instrument that Yeah, scans. handheld scanner, so we'll get that into the CAD and then our CAD guy will surface it, so it will surface all of the surfaces on the car then from that we'll create our designs and you know we'll have regular design meetings once a week that process takes normally around sort of six to eight weeks and then from then you've got about a month where we'll go to pattern and the, the patterns will roll through and we'll create the carbon moulds from from that pattern. So that was actually quite quick. That's yeah, really? Yeah. I mean three months ago that that G-Wagon was just a thought, in my, into a thought you. in my head yeah. and now it's it's there today. That's and incredible. literally the last part got bolted on as the transporter collected the car the other day. So. Wow, amazing. And with, so it's not just the um, external modifications you do, you guys do a bit of internal stuff as well. Yeah, so we do internal leather trimming, uh, internal carbon parts, carbon seat backs and things like that, sort of aesthetic things. Uh, we also do some engine tuning, exhausts. Uh, we partner with Miltech, Miltech manufacturer all of our exhaust, again UK made. We try and keep everything, uh, with the exception of our wheels, which are made by Vossen in the US. But we chose to partner with Vossen because they're like the number one in the world, you know, okay. market leader. So, and if if I wanted to say I had a, a Range Rover Sport, let's say I had an SVR, uh, and I wanted the Urban Kit, can I roll my car into yeah, your so facility we, and then yeah, you can bolt we do it a drive-in, drive-out service. So uh, alongside selling the new cars, we um, offer upgrade programs for people with existing cars. So whether that be a 2016 car or a 2018 car, we, we've covered all of the revisions since we started doing it. Okay, cool. Nice. So we, I know we spoke earlier about the Jimny because that's, a, that's a, lower, a lower price point. What sort of cars out there? Because you, you're also, because you, you partner up, you've got a partner company, haven't you? Yeah, Nero. we've got a partner company with, um, with Yanimize. Uh, we've got, it's called Nero Design. We focus on um, high performance cars like carbon aero add-ons so we make all of the parts in our urban facility for the Nero company uh, okay. we've just launched our Eurus at the show here uh, which is at the show as well uh, it comes with uh, a carbon rear diffuser front splitter arches and rear wing nice it looks good. I mean yeah, we, we, we're looking over there at it now, and it's kind of, my, my retinas are burning somewhat, because these, these, are, these are Yanni's yeah, cars, aren't they? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're like, going to be subtle, are they? Yeah, yeah, no, it's like individual wraps, some would say. Yeah. yeah very we, bright colours, but the, yeah, the, the, that, that looks good. We, we've had, we've had um, agreement-disagreement conversations on colour, <laughs> uh, which he will laugh about, and he would, uh, yeah, he would, he would um, not agree with me if he was here. <laughs> um, obviously, we go for an OEM look, Mm -hmm. and, and and Jan's custom colors are normally chrome so yeah. sometimes they don't go together but where yeah. do you uh, where do you see the future of urban going because you guys did absolute wonders with the discovery obviously yeah. a, yeah, a lot mean, of people when that came out they were like what have they done with the rear with the number plate being off to one side and yeah. people thinking what what yeah. what are range rover doing <laughs> what are land rover doing so um, and you guys moved it back into the middle and they went that's what should have been done 
so people were quite quite critical at the beginning when we done the kit for the discovery i only did a kit for a discovery knowing that the commercial one was coming out mm -hmm. so obviously for high net worth managing directors md that want a tax efficient vehicle that's quite luxurious the disco commercial is perfect and that actually that was our with the exception of the svr which is our biggest monetary seller the commercial last year was our biggest car by you know car by far yeah we probably sold 65 to 70. did you think did you think wow. it was going to be that bigger seller or no did I, I knew that the commercial was going to be a huge seller okay. and everyone was sort of critical because we did a kit for a discovery which is historically you know a teacher's stoke you know family yeah, car to take the kids to school and I, I knew that when the discovery commercial come out there would be a lot of clients that wanted something a little bit special that you know was fully rated for tax efficiency so yeah, yeah and, that was, and then you do a, you, you now do a kit as well that converts it to have rear seats and things don't you that's right yeah so that's, yeah that's clever yeah yeah second, <laughs> row of seats, second row of seats and obviously the the rear number plate conversion that you mentioned yeah and have you got your eye on anything else obviously you've just done amazing work on the the latest g-wagon yeah anything else in your sights um next will be the continental gt uh we're gonna in the urban range we're gonna do our first sports sort of coupe and convertible Nice. Uh, which will have the same flow as the Bentayga. So we're going to model it on a coupe version of the Bentayga. So it will get the same look, but squatted mm -hmm. um, in a coupe. So hopefully that will be, you know, as po as popular. The Bentayga. I love the Continental GT. I got to yeah. drive one for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago. And guys, you should definitely go and check out BOTB.com because they give away a car every single week. And yes. the guy last week won a Continental GT W12. And I drove around in it. And it's like, a, it's a... It's a wolf in sheep's clothing because you can waft about and you're like, I've got so much money when you're sat in that thing. You just feel like you've got loads of money, even though literally I drove down the road and I think my bank account would have emptied in the, in the fuel tank. <laughs> but um, what's amazing is you're like, oh, but I do want need to overtake that car. And you go to overtake the car and by the time you realize what's happened, you've overtaken five cars. Yeah, it's the, the new one is a huge improvement on the, on the last car. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very good. And it's agile as a GT, which historically was quite boaty in the last car. It, yeah. You know, if I, I felt like I was in a sports car, which which is really, really good. It's just trying to stop it. That's the hard thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got, uh, I think the, if you have the, the carbon ceramics on it, they're the biggest brakes fitted to a production car. Yeah, they look like the size of a normal wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're huge. They're like, <laughs> they they're 18 yeah. inch or something, which is yeah. mental for a size of a disc. Yeah. So have but, you already got a bit of a design of, of- Yeah, I've got a design in my head. We've done some pre-planning on it, um, but because of the heavy investment in the last two cars, we're going to spend the first maybe three or four months of this year just knuckling down, selling the G wagon. We've you know we've got three or four orders since launch a couple of days ago. We've got a lot of kits that are going out to America to our um, US installers. So it will be a little bit of a, a recoup quarter before we invest. We'll maybe get it ready for Goodwood. We'll yeah, you know, it, it depends. But I oh, promise myself. To seeing you at Goodwood then. <laughs> I promise myself I wouldn't put ourselves through the stress that we did with the G-Wagon and then I'm just saying we might get it ready for good with <laughs> you, you heard it here you heard it here. well I think you've done an amazing job with all the cars Thank that you. you've got on show here I mean we love uh, coming to see you and I know a couple of people have won urban vehicles at botb.com link in the description unfortunately those guys went for the cash alternative so no one has yet come to collect know, a brand new urban car it'll be which, nice it'll be nice yeah, to hand one over they, they it, will. it'll happen the <laughs> cars are so popular everyone that plays botb.com loves it in our lineup and we love putting it in and we love coming to film the cars with you and stuff so everything that you guys are doing we think is great and tim's always texting me going oh my god look what they've done now when you sent me the pictures <laughs> of the g-wagon yeah. i was like are you kidding me this thing looks insane it's what 700 yeah. horsepower yeah 700 horsepower, 700 horsepower. Yeah. mad and i i, I love the fact 
fact as well that you know if someone's gone out and bought a G-Wagon um, say let's say TGE for instance he should definitely come, come and get on, an yeah, yeah. on he <laughs> should <laughs> roll the car, car straight into you guys and get, and get the kit put on but of course as you say you he would want just, too much discount yeah he probably <laughs> would yeah he's like I'll, I'll do it for a video yeah, really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess we, we wish you all the best in thank the future, you very much no, no, I appreciate it's, it. it's great seeing you we can't wait to see what you're going to have a Goodwood yeah yeah, you said it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to get it happening now. Um, and uh, yeah, guys, uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for watching. If you are watching, and um, please do go and check out botb.com. The link is in the uh, description below. You never know; I might be surprising you on Tuesday with your dream car, probably an urban car. Yes, definitely maybe. play for the urban. Go and check them out on the website. Thank you very much, Simon. Thank you so much. No worries. For pleasure. On. Enjoy the weekend. I know you're you're insanely busy, so yeah. thanks for spending half an hour with us. Yeah, no brilliant. worries. Thank you very much. And we'll catch Cheers. up with you soon. Cheers. Don't forget Cheers. to like and subscribe. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Tim's got really into this whole YouTube know, slash podcast thing. It's amazing. I, I can't believe I actually forgot my my hoodie. I've got a, ho a hoodie in America that says influencer on it. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. And on and on yeah. that note, that's, that's what he thinks of that. Anyway, like and subscribe. Note. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>